Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to Chemistry Connections. Our names are Ria Mishra and Summer Wong, and we are your hosts for episode number three called The Chemistry Behind Instant Film Cameras. Today we'll be discussing what makes instant cameras like Polaroids work. Summer, did you know that Polaroid cameras have been sold since as far back as 1948? Yeah, it's kind of crazy for me to think about that because in my mind, back then, maybe even up to like the 1990s, cameras were still like huge and clunky and just so inconvenient. But um, scientist Edwin H. Land actually developed the instant camera. He founded the company Polaroid back as a hobby during World War II. And so this all started when he took his three-year-old daughter on a vacation to Santa Fe and she asked, why can't I see my pictures right away? Turns out that back then you had to wait at least several days for a professional to develop your photos for you. That's crazy to think that that much work has been condensed in such a tiny camera today. And this process has become something that could take weeks of work and take just minutes to us. Yeah, he did us a favor. (laughs) I've had a Polaroid for years and like little me never even considered how it worked or the science behind it. But recently I've started to wonder like what happens after you hit click on a camera and what happens as it developed on an atomic level? Well, it's first important to know that the film that we use is covered in a crystalline solid, which is usually a silver halide, which means it's consisted of silver and a halogen. The most popular choice um, to cover film in is AGBR or silver bromide. Yeah, and when you take a photo, Photons from light will come in contact with the grain, and that's what happens when your shutter opens and closes, and an electron is ejected from the valence shell of bromide and onto the conduction band of the crystal. Then, that electron that was ejected combines with a moving silver cation, and it forms solid atomic silver. So while you originally had a colorless ion, that atomic silver, the solid, is what creates the light and darkness that you see in the photos. Mm -hmm. And when this process occurs multiple times, a clump of silver metal is produced. And that formation of silver metal is directly proportional to the intensity of the light hitting the film. So wherever more light is hitting your film, there is a higher contrast in black and white. Yeah, so if anyone tells you to keep your picture in the dark as it develops, you know why. Mm -hmm. And for cameras that are non-instant. So when you see in movies where there are dark rooms and people have their film developing with like red lights, it's really dark and scary. Um, once the picture is taken, it has to be placed in a developer. And a developer is it's a chemical liquid which makes the concealed image on that film eventually visible. Yeah, developer can be chemically altered to adjust rate at which film develops. So like Rio was saying, back then you had a difficult a different chemical composition, and that's what resulted in your long process. 
So the biggest contribution of our scientist, Edwin H. Land, is that he created a new developer that condensed the process into hours or even minutes. Mm -hmm. So in these, what he did is, in these developers, he determined that if you had a developing agent, which is just a chemical which can help speed up the rate at which the developer works, um, agents such as KOH, which is potassium hydroxide, it can speed up the process by a lot because the developing solution has to have a certain pH to function um, like optimally. So if it has a pH between 10 and 11, which is pretty high, pretty basic, then the film will develop at a quicker speed, which saves a lot of time for photographers. Yeah, and something that even like chemistry students know is that KOH is a strong base, which means that it dissociates almost completely and it produces a really high pH, which is what is needed for these um, instant, instant cameras. Mm -hmm. And so it produces a strong alkaline solution on top of film. And that optimal pH speeds up the entire process. So chemistry can save you a lot of time. <laughs> exactly. So for anyone who's curious, what got us thinking about Polaroids in particular? Yeah, I know we both have like strong connections with art, but I think something that really helped us choose this topic happened last month, actually. We had our junior prom, and while everyone was taking photos on their phones and everything, I really appreciated that Rhea brought her Polaroid camera so we could have some like hand-hold, tangible like mementos <laughs> from our day. But our friend's little sister broke her camera. Yeah, when she was taking the picture and the film was slowly coming out of the Polaroid, um, she yanked it out of the camera and it came out with a huge stripe of ink down the middle of it. And every picture that I tried to take after that also had that stripe of ink. So when we were presented with this project, me and Summer were thinking, like, what's actually going on inside our, like my Polaroid? Like, what went on that's making it break and making that ink show up along my pictures? We just wanted to know what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, and we got it answered. That dark blue dye that you see is responsible for creating some of the colors. So while it might not be present as a big stripe down all of your photos, that's what <laughs> creates all the images that you love. Exactly, and we also have our own personal connections. I love watching movies, and I really wanted to research a topic which related to filmmaking in some way. Um, I thought it was great to learn about the most basic tool for creating any movie, which is a camera, and just understanding on a chemical level what happens when someone hits click. And I've always been fascinated with film development that goes along with older movies and older pictures um, like that you see in museums. And these processes have been used by filmmakers and photographers for hundreds of years. So it's interesting that the things I've learned in chem every day can explain what goes on. I know. And like last year, I used to complain like, oh, what can I ever do with this? Like, this is useless. But it's like funny to think <laughs> that something as basic as what we've been learning is explaining things that we love so much. And what about you, Summer? What's your personal connection? Well, personally, I love art. I love painting. And then I always love looking at painters who are like who use realism and their like paintings look like actual photos. And I was looking like photos are actually pretty cool, too. It's like definitely a special form of art and it's something that I've really loved in recent years and I love capturing moments with my friends on my phone but having a Polaroid is just so much different and I love just being able to look at images hold them in my hands it's so different and now I understand why my parents love having like printed out pictures and 
when I hit that button now, I know what's happened. And that's just super interesting to me. True. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com.